25th of January 2019, Friday, 1.11pm. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome back! It's my favourite time of the week where we take strange events, strange stories and strange people, strange behaviour and we slap it under a microscope and say, hey, what the F is this? What the, what the fuck is that? In podcast form, I should start the show with Happy Easter to you and yours. Of course, I know I'm not too early in saying that because I have been into a Coles and I've seen the shelves lined with Easter eggs. Easter is apparently becoming the new Christmas. We're starting three months out. So get your bunny trees up, get your bunny decorations in, all the egg stuff, you know, just in time for your entire supply to be melted by, you know, the time actually rolls around. Got some stories, as always. That was a weird Easter gripe to kick off the show with. Yes, it is. And we're swinging past it. Got some stories here. The first one is the world's first robot hotel has ditched half its 243 Android staff as they do not work as well as humans. We did it, everyone. We did it. 25th of January, 2019. We are starting to take it back from the fucking robots. See, everyone keeps saying like, oh, when's when's Skynet going to become self-aware? It ain't happening. We're taking it back. We're already firing the robots. The Hen-Na Hotel in Japan, translated as Strange Hotel, found that robots annoyed the guests and would often break down. Guests complained their robot room assistants thought snoring were commands and would wake them up repeatedly during the night. Meanwhile, the robot at the front desk could not answer basic questions, and human staff ended up working overtime to repair robots that stopped working. One staff member said, It's easier now that we're not being frequently called by guests to help with problems with the robots. Always helps. Strange Hotel in Sasebo opened in 2015 amid a blaze of publicity and was recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the first all-robot hotel in the world. It originally had 80 robots and the number soon tripled, but according to the Wall Street Journal, problems began soon after. Guests said when they stayed at the hotel, about half the robot dancers would not be working. Welcome to the Robot Hotel, and of course, to greet you, the robot dancers. Ignore the nine of the 18 that aren't doing anything. And one of them is on fire. Others have become frustrated with the in-room assistant called Churi because of its tulip-shaped head, which could do nothing more than basic conversations or adjust the heat and light, far short of Apple, Siri, and Amazon's Alexa interactive systems. Atsushi Nishiguchi, who stayed at the hotel in 2017, said that after growing frustrated with the Churi, he tried to call the hotel reception but found there was no phone in his room because he was supposed to use Churi. Yoshisha Ishikawa was repeatedly woken by Churi asking him, Sorry, (coughs) sorry, I couldn't catch that. Could you repeat your request? At 6am, he realized what was wrong. His snoring was triggering the audio... His snoring was triggering the auto response. Churi developed such a bad reputation that she was removed entirely from the hotel. The robot receptionist was also replaced because it could not tell guests about things like flight schedules or help them plan things to do in their stay. In its place are two... Oh my god. You know, it's moments like this that I'm very glad that I don't read all of the article before I bring it to this show. In its place are two velociraptor robots. But humans have to help them as well by copying the passports of new guests. The hotel's manager, Tokiyoshi Oe, said that the high cost of replacing the robots meant that some of them were four years old, which is a lifetime in the robot world. <laughs> that's how, that's the new um, measurement that we've got. We've got human years, dog years, then we've got robot years. 
Other issues included two robot luggage carriers who were out of use because they could only reach 24 of the 100 rooms. That's that's brilliant, actually. And uh, you are in floor 26, so... Well, looks like you're carrying your shit. Hideo Sawada, president of the travel company which owns the strange hotel, told the Wall Street Journal he had not given up on the idea of a robot hotel, but but admitted it needed some tweaking. He said, when you actually use robots, you realize there are places where they aren't needed or just annoy people. The fate of the strange hotel contrasts with the vision of the future that consumers are sold when it comes to technology. Internet-connected appliances are supposed to make our lives more convenient, while self-driving cars will remove the need for drivers in vehicles, or so the theory goes. It's a thin veil. We're starting to see the cracks below the metallic surface. Maybe, maybe robots, not that great. I said it. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to be the... The John Connor of 2019. Okay, I'll start the rebellion. I'll start it early. I'll start it before it's begun. I will start the rebellion before the war has begun. That's how rebellious I am. We're going to make the robots to take the human jobs. Then we're going to scrap the robots and take the jobs back. 2019, my campaign... I'm, I, I have to start a campaign now. Campaign slogan. Um, oh, Something about bots. Come on, we got this. What if my campaign poster is just me wearing a leather jacket, some Arnold Schwarzenegger style Terminator 2 uh, sunglasses, and it's just me standing there saying, I'm back. Because he said, I'll be back. And now it's me saying, I'm back. <laughs> we may, it's not going to be immediately clear what my campaign message is about. I'm starting to realize. A sub Subheading, um... We're taking the bot jobs back. James for Office 2019. Bots out! Bods in. Bots out. Bods in. The humans are taking the robot jobs back. If you would like to donate to my campaign, of course, head over to slotfestpod.com. There will be no links where you can follow through to donate. And obviously, give uh, donate your time as well to help putting uh, this campaign together. Because, guys, 2019, it's all about bods, not bots. I'm back. (laughs) It could use some work. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It could use some work. But for now, let's get on to the pressing matters. Like, fuck chips. Sometimes, this is another news story. Sometimes you just can't beat a good packet of chips when you're feeling peckish. From salt and vinegar to cheese and onion, chips are a quick and guaranteed way to curb your cravings. Not unless you're craving something sweet, I would add. Just quickly, I would just throw that in there. But while they may taste great, they're not exactly the sexiest of foods, are they? Especially if you're planning on serving up a treat for a special date night. I feel like that's an unfair shot at chips, but okay. More of a sweets guy myself, if that wasn't evident. Uh, Well, it seems all's about to change as one company has created a very special type of potato chip that's meant to have a rather provocative effect on the human body. Tyrells have announced they are launching the first ever packet of chips containing aphrodisiac properties. Don't know why I said it like that. Um, The chip brand claim their new aphrodisiac variety will get pulses racing on Valentine's Day by combining two simple ingredients, sweet honey and the fiery spice of chili. According to Tyrells, these two ingredients can have a powerful effect on the body with the honey tinkering with hormone levels, and the chili triggering nerve endings on the tongue, releasing endorphins and increasing heart rate. 
If you think these are just what you need to set the mood for Valentine's Day, then you'll have to move fast as the chips will only be available for a limited time. Oh, get out to the shops, guys. Throw your phone in the fucking trash and you run to the shops right now and get yourself a packet of fuck chips. Sarah Lawson, marketing manager for Tyrell, said, quote, At Tyrell's, we're always looking for ways to introduce new and different additions that bring our unique and often quirky personality to life. Our new honey and chili variety has an extra special place in our heart as it's the first chip with aphrodisiac properties that's ever been created. Gang, I don't know about you, but honey and chili don't make me want to fuck. 2019, I'm saying it how it is. 2019, I am saying it how it is. We want bods, not bots. That's evident. And and honey and chili don't make me want to fuck, necessarily. I mean, sometimes I have a green or black tea with honey in it, and it ain't firing my juices. I'm not getting jazzed off my, off my, oh, what's this, Kabuse Sencha with a little bit of honey in it? Oh, I'm ready to go to Plow Town. (laughs) You know, I've obviously got a lot on my plate in 2019 with... You know, starting the the whole pre-war rebellion against uh, the bots. Obviously launching my new political campaign, which is, you know, heavily focused on the whole bot issue. But I'm also going to take this time to announce my rival brand product called Boner Biscuits. And basically, we're not going to go with any of the... You ever read something and it's like, oh, this is going to help do like XYZ. And you're like, oh, fantastic. Then it like turns out to be like, Oh, it's just, it's just turmeric. Oh, it's just, it's just ginger that's in it. They said it's going to solve all my bodily issues, but it's just ginger. But what I'm saying is boner biscuits. We're not going with any, we're not going the organic Randy. We're not going the, the Randy route, the organic Randy route. Very much synthetic, straight Viagra. That's all it is. It's a delicious, fuck, it's going to have to be a biscuit, isn't it? It's going to be a cheese biscuit. And it's going to be peppered with Viagra. And they're called the New Boner Biscuits. And I would... I mean, sure, it's going to come in handy in Valentine's. But I'm, I'm going to say, you know, that's a, that's, a three, six, that's a 24-7, 365 chip. Ugh, I did say 20... Ugh, I've put a lot of... That might be too much. I'm not sure what the long-term effects of Viagra are. I'm going to say it's a once a week or fortnight... <laughs> biscuit again it's it could use some work it could use some work okay with the honey tinkering with hormone levels and chili triggering nerve endings on the tongue releasing endorphins and increasing heart rate you know it's yeah it's really strange when you go to a high tea or like a, a restaurant that serves really spicy food and then all of a sudden like halfway through your meal everyone just starts climbing over the table to fuck each other and it's just i'm so i'm personally sick of high teas because of that awkward point when it turns into like a mad horny randy romp you know there's cucumber sandwiches and teapots going everywhere and there's dongs and st- oh it's it's a lot to take in is what i'm saying if you're looking for a, a randy snack is there any other is there any other time in your life where you'd be looking for a randy snack maybe yeah probably when you're getting someone around to your place and you're like ah let's just I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. I'm just want to, let's just watch Netflix and chill, but not, not the sexy version of that. Cause we all know that that's code for fucking, I, I mean it. Haven't caught up on Stranger Things yet. Okay. So I just want to watch that. Maybe eat a snack. Try these honey and chili chippos that I got here. <laughs> just see where, hey, just see where the night goes. Maybe everyone gets Randy Rowdy. I doubt it. Um, 
Got another story here. When it comes to feeding a newborn, some parents opt to use breast milk and others don't. Those who choose breast milk can be faced with several issues, especially if they struggle to produce their own. Thankfully, the internet has a solution for this. For years, generous women have been offering up their spare breast milk for babies in need via social media and websites. But while this act of kindness may bring out joy, it can sometimes also be a bit bizarre. I love how <laughs> I love how dramatic a lot of like news articles are written. Uh, one unnamed woman recently saw the darker side of her charitable actions after a mum contacted her for some of her milk. If you head over to slopfestpod.com, you will see the text message exchange. Hi, this is... It's blanked out. We're going to say Mary's friend. She told me you had donated some breast milk to a baby in need and was wondering if you had any more to spare. Hi. Also blanked out. I'm going to say... Fuck, I've already forgotten the first person's name. Um, This person's name's uh, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Definitely have some more to spare. How old is your little one and how much do you need? Smiley face. Oh, that's amazing. My boy is almost two and he eats a lot. Lol. I'll take it all off your hands. Ha <laughs> ha. I see. He likes his milk, huh? Smiley face. I can spare about 60 ounces a day if you can pick up. My girl is only six weeks old, so I'm reserving most of the milk for a baby her age or any premies in need in the Facebook group. Lol. 60 ounces? He eats like almost 20 a day. That's only three days worth. Mary said you make tons of milk, so I was hoping you could give me a bit more. He's got a sensitive stomach and breast milk is one of the few things his little tummy can handle. He was premie too. Sad face. I understand. I can see how much I have left over once the rest has been claimed. I'm donating with the intention of helping out an infant slash premie. Don't understand why you can't just give it to me. <laughs> it's aggressive. Weirdly aggressive to come back with, especially considering the context. Don't understand why you can't just give it to me. Why does it have to be a premie? My boy was a premie and he is a baby in need. No offense, but your kid is a toddler, not a baby who needs exclusively breast milk. I've offered you what I can spare already, and I'm happy to see how much I have left over after donating the majority this weekend. I'm happy to send you a message to let you know. Whatever, bitch. <laughs> Which is the best response you could possibly come back with. Whatever, bitch. Keep your sour milk. It's probably tainted with booze and painkillers. I feel sorry for whichever poor kid ends up with it. We did it, internet. Everyone, pat on the back. We found the fuckboy response of titty milk. Have you ever seen any of those, like, by Felipe things where fuckboys will pursue a woman and then when she's like, oh, you know, thanks or whatever, but I'm not interested. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they just total 180, they pull out up. whatever, I wouldn't fuck you anyway. You're ugly. You know how they do shit like that? Well, that's basically, that's kind of what this mom did. She's the fuck, she's the fuckboy of breast milk. <laughs> Someone is doing you a favor, a solid John Favreau, and you just got to keep pushing it and keep pushing it just to see how much more you can get. And then at the end, blows her own shit up. Whatever, bitch. I don't want any of it. Hey, can I have some of your milk? Oh yeah, sure, I can give you three days worth. Um, why not more than three days? Well, I can try and help you out. Fuck you. I'll have none. I will have all of it or I will have none. <laughs> that seems like a, well, hey, you, you, gotta, you gotta admire someone who knows what they want and someone who goes in with an all or nothing attitude. Actually, no, you can't. An all or nothing attitude can be probably the worst thing ever. Being totally unflappable, unwilling to compromise. Now, what do you got? No milk. No milk and an enemy for life, idiot. Well done. Got another story here. This one was in a news article. Am I being a total asshole for not wanting to break up with my girlfriend slash stepsister? First of all, I know how that sounds, but <laughs> but it's really not like that. Okay, that's a good, that's a good way to start off that story. Actually, not a good way to start off that story. Hey, um, real quick, 
Need some advice. Having a bit of a sitch. Um, got a girlfriend slash stepsister and was wondering if I could continue to date my girlfriend and just to reiterate slash stepsister. My stepsister slash girlfriend. Is that cool? That's not how that sounds. Okay, let me... Hey, let me tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> you don't open with that. Open with one or the other. Maybe you do need to open with both. <laughs> my girlfriend and I were childhood friends turned high school slash college sweethearts. We are both now 20 and have been dating since we were 14. We are both commuter students at the same state college, so we still live at home. Again, I read like, I read like the first two sentences of this, so... Let's take this ride together. We are both 20 now and have been dating since we were 14. We're both commuter students at the same state college, so we still live at home. The same home. Oh, why do you guys live at the same home? Well, that's answered. Because our parents are married. <laughs> Thanks a lot, mum and dad. It's my mum and her dad, both divorced when they met. You can imagine the rest. When we were in high school, we begged them not to date because of this exact reason. Weirdly enough, while they were just dating, they were totally fine with my girlfriend and I being together, but it pretty much changed immediately when they got married last year and moved in together. Fuck. I think, I don't, I'm, look, I'm going to give you an answer before I even commit to reading the rest of this story. Mum and dad have, like, you've hijacked my relationship, basically, mum and dad. Me and this girl were dating, we're hanging out. You, you and fucking her dad get to know each other because we're going out and now you two are married and we have to break up? You can't come in here. 2019, you can't hijack people's relationships. <sighs> Let's continue. Honestly, I hate being in this situation. Even though I know there is nothing wrong with us, it needles me every time my mum says, go tell your sister X. Oh, 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 mum is doing that on purpose. Mum, you are not pulling some fuck. You are not. You are not about to pull some fucking mind games manipulative bullshit on me. You've got to you've got to start calling her dad something else. Okay, you've got to take ownership in this situation because you've got relationship seniority here. Okay? So you you fucking big league, your mum. You walk right in and say, "Hey mum, can you can you tell my girlfriend's dad that uh parked a little too close to my car this morning and it was I had to get in on the opposite side would you be able to tell my girlfriend's dad to maybe just park over a little bit or I can just park on the street if that's cool you know no big deal if you could just tell my girlfriend's dad that you've got to take the relationship seniority that you've got and you've got it and you've earned it okay and you've got to you got to throw it back in mum's face because mum's gonna keep this bullshit going and 2019 we're done with bots and relationship hijackers. I think she's doing it on purpose to get under my skin. Absolutely she is. My parentheses real dad thinks the situation is hilarious and his view and his view basically boils down to quote, what did you expect from the crazy bitch? <laughs> Thanks dad. Thank you. Dad, I come I come to you with an open heart, an open mind and open ears. Desperate to find some peace and resolution to my situation. I thought you, a man with many years, could provide me with some wisdom that might help me in this, my most difficult time as a 20-year-old. I really need my dad to be there for me and to be in my corner. And I really, really need you to help me here and provide me with some, some wisdom. Dad, take it, give it over to you now if you could sort of just help me out with this, your input. Well, what did you expect? She's a crazy bitch. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. No, it's good that I can bring this kind of stuff to you. Thank you. But I see him infrequently in our living situation 
would be very bad if we moved in with him. Parentheses, drugs. So it's not an option. Okay, so I take back about, I take back the good stuff I said about dad. Dad's a bit of a piece of shit. Uh, my girlfriend's bio mom has not been in the picture for her whole life, so that's not an option either. We can't currently afford to get our own place until we graduate. This living situation is driving us crazy, but we want to ride it out until we've graduated and have jobs and get a place of our own or a place with roommates. Our parents have become laser focused on breaking us up, calling us brother and sister at every opportunity and lecturing us about how disgusting it is, asking us, aren't we embarrassed that our friends know? Saying it's not anyone's fault that they got married first and this is just the way it has to be. Oh, hey, look. You know, we got married first, so this is just how it has to be. You are not, you are not about to... Mom, you know that I have relationship seniority here, okay? You listen to that guy yell about it in a hot room alone on that podcast. Remember the one? I'll play it again for you. It's episode 16. It was all right. (laughs) Mom, I have relationship seniority and you're aware of that. And you're trying to fucking big league me by saying you got married first? I ain't having that shit. Can you believe... This mama has the gall to be like, look, what you're doing is disgusting. First of all, you did this to us, so you're disgusting. Uh, me and my girlfriend were just hanging out being awesome and in love, and then you two decided to partner up and make us sickos. That shit's on you. The sicko juice is on your hands, mum. Always, you've got to be looking for opportunities. I don't often like to be the one that has to say these things, but... That's the, re- that's the reality of the situation, okay? That's the world we live in, and you've got to be looking for every opportunity to throw it back in your mum's face. I'm sorry. It may deteriorate the relationship a little bit to begin with, but once you guys have moved out, you can build it back up. That's fine. Aren't Asking us, aren't we embarrassed that our friends know? Um, no. I'm embarrassed that, and also our friends know, you and fucking my girlfriend's dad decided to get together and make us some weird step incestuous bromies over here. What the fuck is that about, mum? Hey, mum, you knew that I've been dating this girl for like, uh, ever. And then you shack up with her, f- with my fucking girlfriend's dad. You gotta stick to that. You gotta keep calling him your girlfriend's dad. You fucking shack up with my girlfriend's dad and try and label us the sicko? Who does that? What kind of mother are you? Look, that sounds a little harsh, but keep that one in your back pocket. You might need it. Uh, Saying it's not anyone's fault that they got married first. This is just the way it has to be. No, it's your fault. (laughs) You notice how it's always, it's criminals who say snitches get stitches. Uh, Of course it is because they're criminals. They don't want you to snitch on them so they can continue doing crimes. And people who say, look, it's no one's fault is always the one who's at fault. Look, let's not point fingers here because it's nobody's fault. It's that person's fault. 100% of the time. I love this girl and I've spent my life with her. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. I just can't stomach breaking up with her when we're fine. And it's this bizarre outside circumstance trying to drive a wedge between us. Am I the asshole? Are we all bad? Is it inappropriate no matter what to date your stepsister? Look, in this very rare situation. Is it rare? I don't know, actually. But in this situation, you're not the sicko. You're not the weird one. Mum and my girlfriend's dad are the two little weirdos because they've come in. They've not. Hey, cards have been on the fucking table, mum and girlfriend's dad. All right. You knew the fucking you knew the lay of the land before you came in and started fucking on it. Okay. And now you fucked up my land and made a weirdly step incestuous. 
You take a long, hard look in the mirror, mum and girlfriend, stepdad. And you, you take note of the weird shit you've done here today. That ain't on you, man. That ain't on you. That's on them. They're bad. They're inappropriate no matter what. Got them. Got a little fired up on that one. I'm in a very, very hot room right now. I'm using a different microphone. I have to have the aircon off. Let's skip past it. Let's get past the sweating. Okay, if you can hear me sweating, I apologize. Um, Got a story here from the mirror about a girl wanting to change her name. My parents named me after my grandpa, which, although I like the gesture, they didn't do the female version of. My name is John. <laughs> okay. My name is John. A short male name that doesn't have a girly nickname. I could go with Joe. I know some girl Joes. Just go with that. Solved. And we'll move on. No. Um, I've been made fun of all throughout school. And now that I'm 21 and engaged, I'm looking into changing my first and last name to a nickname based off my current last name that my friends have always used for me. Right, so if her name's like John Fitzgerald, people will call her, Hey, Fitzy! Fitzdog! I brought it up with my mom and she said she'd never accept the name as my real name and that she thinks I'm forsaking the memory of my grandfather. That's a bit harsh. She has made it clear she doesn't approve and would be insanely mad. Am I the asshole for wanting to do it anyways? I've always gone by this nickname in social settings, so it feels more like my name than my real name does. My fiance even calls me by that name. If you're a fucking girl and your name... Look, no, fuck that. If you're anyone and your name is anything, because who gives a shit? You're the one that's got to wear the name for the rest of your goddamn life. Mum and dad are turning around going, Look, John, my daughter, John, my 21-year-old engaged daughter, John. If you change your name, I will be personally offended. Fuck you, mum. Fuck you, David, my mum. <laughs> Who is continuing the family tradition of women having traditionally male names. Look, David, mum. David, mum. Fuck off. Because John is my name and it's, a, and it's a sign to me and I have to live with it. And I don't, and I will maybe John. I will maybe John from this point on. John is dead. John is dead, mum. David, mum. From now on, I will be Fitz dog. When I leave this house and come back later tonight, I will be standing before you, your daughter, Fitz dog, and you will accept it. No, you're not the asshole for wanting to change your name. Your name's a so. Your name is your name. You do whatever the fuck you want. Name yourself whatever you want. Got some honorable mentions here to round out the show. Uh, this first one here, which was submitted by Shane. Love you, Shane. Uh, the reason this got bumped to an honourable mention was because I had so many stories this week. Uh, Melbourne police investigating a car break-in have stumbled across an alleged drug dealer with a thousand pills, believed to be ecstasy. Officers were examining a car break-in in Power Street South Bank at 1.30am on Wednesday when told by the victim the offender had also touched a nearby car. So presumably they were going to go fingerprinted i was in office works the other week actually and they were i guess someone like fucked off with some ipads and they were fingerprinting the whole the whole like ipad section i've never seen that before i just thought i'd bring it up <laughs> and it's relevant uh police accidentally went to the wrong car and the man in the driver's seat allegedly asked if they were there to buy drugs and if they wanted quote the good stuff a search of the car found a thousand tablets of what is believed to be ecstasy as well as speed ice and 5800 in cash the Melton Man 26 was arrested and is expected to be charged with trafficking and possessing proceeds of crime. Hey man, 1.30am on a Wednesday. You here to buy the good stuff? 
Let me pose that question before I turn my head to see who I'm talking- Oh fuck, again! Selling drugs to the cops again. Stupid Jerry selling drugs to the police again. We're wearing police uniforms, dog! Just turn- just- mate, you can stay out of prison by just turning your head every now and then. See who you're talking to before you offer them drugs. Maybe use the various mirrors in your car to see the police and the police cars. Avoidable. It's avoidable, okay? Ah, <sighs> criminals really got to step their game up. Got another honorable mention here. Arizona lawmaker wants to require electronics manufacturers to pre-install porn blocking software on all electronic devices bought or sold in the state. To deactivate the blocking software, a person would have to prove that they are at least 18 years old and pay a one-time fee of $20 to the Arizona State Commerce Authority. Manufacturers or retailers could also charge a fee for disabling it according to the bill. Anyone who deactivates the blocker themselves would face a misdemeanor charge. The money collected by the state would form a number of grants, which would, among other things, help sex abuse victims and fund the president's proposed border wall. You knew they were coming for it, everyone. There were four constants in life. Death, taxes, bots taking our jobs, and the government coming for our porn. We knew it was coming. We knew it was just a matter of time. I personally had a theory that the bots were coming for our porn and the jobs, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. They're going to take porn money to like, I wonder if the, the wall will say any of that. This wall partially funded by the proud porn addicted people of Arizona. Imagine your, your alone time funding a wall that divides. Imagine a, like masturbation, something that everyone does. A uniting characteristic, I don't know if that's the right way to describe it. A uniting activity only used to fund something that divides us further. As part of my 2019 campaign, we will be funding porn. Okay, I've entered into a weird state now and I'm just gonna back away. Uh, uh, bots, not bots. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for coming. The final honorable mention this week comes from a question someone submitted to their local newspaper's Ask Amy section. Uh, Ask Amy is essentially like a local paper advice column in the US. Dear Amy, Every fall, my sister, cousins, and a cousin's sister-in-law have a weekend shopping excursion in our home city. We stay in a hotel, treat ourselves, shop for our children, and go out for lunches and dinners. It's a great time to reconnect. I have a sister, Wendy, whom we do not invite. She is offended to the point of tears when she finds we have not invited her. My two sisters and I are very close in age, but Wendy hasn't been as close to this set of cousins as my sister and I have been throughout the years. We are all married, stay-at-home mums, whereas Wendy is a divorced, working mum with one young child. There are several reasons we do not include her. We know she doesn't have very much money. She also does not have many of the same interests as we do. We're all very active churchgoers, while she only sporadically attends services. Plain and simple, she does not really fit in with us. She takes it very personally, and last year she even came over to my house unannounced crying about it, which upset my children and caused my husband to threaten to call the police if she did not leave. Now she barely speaks to me and has told our relatives that I'm a horrible person, parentheses, even though I've helped her. How do we get her to understand that she should perhaps find another set of friends whose lives and interests align more closely with hers? Signed, Sad Sister. Dear Sad Sister, this is from Amy Amy. Amy sends out her reply in the uh, column. Or if you go to slotfestpod.com, you'll see the column there and everything else we've talked about in this episode. But um, this is Amy's, Amy's response. Dear sad sister. First, let's establish that I agree with your sister. You are a horrible person. <laughs> Straight out of the gate, Amy coming in with the fucking a punch right in the fucking nose. 
Obviously, you can do whatever you want and associate with or exclude whomever you want, but you don't get to do this and also blame the person you're excluding for, quote, not fitting in. The only way your sister would ever fit in would be for you to make room for her. You're unwilling to do that, and that's your choice. But her being upset is completely justified, and you'll have to live with that. Perhaps this is something you could ponder from your church pew, because despite your regular attendance, you don't seem to have learned much. Oh, Amy fucking firing back. Firing back with a with a good old-fashioned slam and a burn. <sighs> Guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. Head over to slotfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes, images from this episode and other episodes, and uh, artwork, cover art. There's cover art for each episode, custom made by yours truly. When you want to be notified when this and other episodes go live, easiest way to do that, slap a follow on the social media, at Slopfest Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send in uh, a news story or you want to have a chat, you can do that on the social media or you can email me, slopfestpodcast at gmail.com. I reply to all messages and emails and all that good stuff. I really genuinely do appreciate you coming in and spending your time listening to this. I mean, you know, the best way you can help the show is uh, tell a friend. If you know, if you've got someone as weird as you are, <laughs> no, the, the the best way to, to help the show would be, you know, tell a friend about it or leave a, a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That would really help as well. But I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, irrespective of all that, I genuinely appreciate you coming each week, uh, you know, giving your time and, and listening to this, this weird thing and, and being a part of it. Uh, I really do appreciate it takeaways it's very simple you know the things that i stand for bods not bots that's obvious and um you know really saying no to relationship hijackers those are the big takeaways um spread it spread the message obviously to your friends and family keep an eye out for the um change.org post and obviously the crowdfunding for the campaign that'll be coming but uh you know guys thanks for hanging out i really do appreciate it i'm gonna get out of here Come back for episode 17 and I'll see you next week.